Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is Revenge of the Fallen. It's the second Michael Bay Transformers movie. It's a movie. <laughs> uh, it was directed by Michael Bay. It was written by uh, Aaron Kruger, uh, Roberto Orsi, and Alex Kurtzman. <laughs> and um, I want to, before we start, this is. Oh, I don't like this movie. It's, I'm sorry. I'm best. sorry to the real hardcore fan base, but I do not like this movie. Um, it, it, this was made like or pushed into production a couple weeks, uh, as my as my understanding, just before a big writer strike. Oh, so I remember that. There's yeah. a reason this movie has almost no story and just jumps around like a spastic five year old <laughs> is because they went into production with something like I don't know, 18, 20 pages of an outline. <laughs> so it does look great. It's a good looking Michael Bay movie, but it's... It's Michael Bay. It, it's going to look good, yeah. And now Michael Bay blames the writer's strike. I would argue it is a poor carpenter who blames their tools. Ah. Here's the thing, though. I got... Re- I don't know about you, Paul, but I got really uh, just annoyed. Sorry, wait a, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> I'm need that to get through this. that all the time. <laughs> I got one here just in case. There, there you go. <laughs> but it's... Uh, I know in a lot of these movie episodes we do, I'm like, so-and-so plays this, and so-and-so plays that, and here's this, and here's that. Not this time. Like, I honestly don't know who half the Transformers were. And I, <laughs> about 10 minutes, maybe 20 minutes into it, I was like, let me see if I can just figure it all out without going to IMDB or having the subtitles on. And I couldn't. Yeah. I had to look at the wiki for a couple things. Yeah. Uh, but if you know this franchise, you know who all, you know, you know, Josh Duhamel plays Lennox. Yeah, uh, I could um, see him. Uh, John Turturro plays Simmons. Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf are back. Like, the gang's all here. Tyrese earned his paycheck again. Tyrese earned his paycheck. I think this is the movie that started that, isn't it? I I don't know. I don't know. But it might have been The Fast and Furious. Who knows? Anyway, uh, shall we get into this thing, Paul? Yeah. It's... uh... Away we go. We're, we start out, we're out in the hills, and apparently this is Earth, that Prime is telling us, uh, where humans are from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Optimus and this is something else. Um, he, but he talks about how humans and Transformers have an intertwined past longer than we know. Mm, well, it comes up that this is 17,000 BC, and these guys are out hunting a tiger, I guess, and all of a sudden they discover some Transformers building something. Yeah, and they... Uh, the Transformers uh, attack the humans and make quick work of them. Like, they just stomp them. Yep. They're Transformer-sized. And we get our opening, and now we're in Shanghai, which apparently is in China. They tell us that. And uh, it's quarter Shanghai, after China! And... I thought they meant Shanghai, Colorado. Or Shanghai, the Middle East. Yeah. Ah, right, right. <laughs> Shanghai, somewhere in the Middle East. Yes. And uh, and there's an English guy on the Chinese radio, and he's yeah. going on about how there's been a major <laughs> toxic spill, and everyone is running away from it. And because, of course, they are, the United States government is tracking what, for all they know, is just a bad accident in another country. But nope, turns out this was intentional to get people the hell out of the area. And speaking of cast, this is uh, General Morshauer, who plays a much bigger role in this movie than he did in the last one. But he was the guy at the very beginning that hacked up the cord with the... The X. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. <laughs> From the very yeah. first, I think, Blackout. Uh, was that the name of the Decepticon? His yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but he orders Nest Team to mm. go. They're sending in the Blackhawks, and uh, now there's an Autobot disguised as an ice cream truck uh, telling any robot that can hear him with an extremely stereotypical oh, voice oh, that they're in yeah. for an ass whooping. Okay. 
I know Paul and I are late to the being offended party by these Transformers coming up, but man, we're, yeah, oh boy. Uh, anyway, we, we have another uh, voiceover now by Optimus about Nest Team, and it's basically a, a military alliance between humans and Transformers, mm. to or Autobots, to root out Decepticons. Yeah, they've been at this for two years now, and then we uh, get a brief shot of who we find out is Sideswipe, who is a silver Corvette now, instead of a red Lamborghini. Yeah, well, whatever. That's because that's the car model they were yeah, given. Yeah, plus to... the Lamborghini Countach is from the 70s, right? They Good had point. to use something kind of new. But and then there's three female Autobots, and one of whom they call RC, and she even has like a hologram on her, so like, I guess that's Sadie. Okay, all right. Wait, so which color one was RC? Oh, the red one. It's the red As best okay. I can tell, it's the red one, yeah. Okay. See, I just, this, I had already zoned out on a level. <laughs> I will say, though, I will say, holy shit, this all looks great. Michael Bay shoots all of this stuff like the lighting is so moody and cool. There's, there's mist and smoke in all the right places. The angles are great. It's Camera's always moving. You really feel like you're in the action. And yeah. we're only like 10 minutes into the movie in a voiceover. Yeah, but now we go inside one of these helicopters, and uh, here's Captain Lennox. And well, uh, no, he's not Captain. He's been promoted. He's Major now. Yeah, and uh, he's Ep- Epps is still here with him. He's st- wasn't Epps a lieutenant last time, but now he's a sergeant Makes major. Sense. Like that's that's sure. an enlisted. But uh, yeah, we. Uh... We see all this military stuff going on, and eventually we see a good old friend, Ironhide, comes driving up, and uh, he pulls up to see Lennox, who's like, hey, how's it going, Ironhide? Slaps his hood. Yeah, and he's the first one we see transform. Yeah, uh, I may have that note too. Ironhide's like, uh, uh, he says, I know he's here, whoever they're after, I guess. I can smell him. And then uh, we see Epps, he's got his little thermal thing, and he's got (laughs) the- PK meter. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) PK meter, and he sees the outline, uh, the thermal outline of a Decepticon. Yeah, it's right in front of them, and then some piece of construction equipment, I have it down- transforms and smashes the ground send them these giant pipes flying and it's on oh and this thing transforms it's like okay here's something else i really liked about this movie is the decepticons mostly but they didn't all try to look bipedal like they they didn't have two arms and two legs this one is like a big one-wheeled two-armed thing yeah well some of the autobots do that too yeah the bikes but uh, yeah, they get into it and like they, they call in the helicopter gunships, but it just swats them down. They're useless. And mm-hmm. now uh, they mentioned there's another Decepticon and it's a silver Audi driving. It's, I don't know what. Model, oh, OK. Yeah, this was another fight that got me confused. Now, admittedly, I'm not a car guy and I hadn't paid too much attention to Sideswipe. So I just when the bikes. Is this where the bikes attack him? Yeah, because Lennox radios in uh, to the RC twins, he calls them. Okay. Uh, This thing's coming their way. And I love how these bikes are just flying at top speed, but the the women riding them, their hair isn't moving because it's just a hologram, right? Like, why would it? That that was kind of neat. That's clever. I didn't notice that. See, I guess I I missed a lot zoning out, but uh, then we go back to the old ice cream truck. It tries to take a turn, splits in two, the back end goes flying, and they both transform into rusty old robots. Yeah, I get the down as Trevor and Corey from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> That's Based, yeah. what they remind I, me I don't of. remember their name. So wait, well, we'll anyway, they're Cr- Trevor and Corey. Uh, however, they are voiced by Tom Kenny, who does SpongeBob, which kind of makes it worse because these guys are a hardcore black stereotype. At least that's like an offensively outdated stereotype. And then just to get a white guy doing, anyway, there's, it's so much is wrong with them. We should just try to, We'll focus on the movie. But then we go back to Sideswipe, and he has a bit where he, like, cuts that Audi in half? Well, yeah, they send him after this thing, and, like, he 
jumps over him, like flips over him, stabs him with one of his blades and then lands in front of him and just runs the blade down him while he's still driving and just cuts him in half. And he's like, damn, I'm good. <laughs> so we go back then to this big wheel Decepticon uh, who he's driving along a bridge, just taking out traffic. I don't know how they're going to cover this up with toxic spill, but yeah, apparently exactly. they will. So uh, Nest is basically following him through Shanghai and helicopters, and they make a call in for big boy. Mm -hmm. Now we have a C-17 or whatever kind of plane this is, and uh, the back door opens, and there's our boy. Optimus Prime drives out, transforms, and he gets the parachutes out. The, I, this was really cool. Again, it looks great. When all this movie has to be is really good looking transformers it's a great movie mm. the second that they want me to be invested it oh boy <laughs> so he parachutes he lands transforms back in a truck and he starts to pursue this big one wheeler yeah and he's like pull over yeah. <laughs> he gets onto it and starts shooting it in the back of the head and that causes it to wipe out and then the army surrounds it and Ironhide calls it a punk-ass Decepticon. <laughs> Prime gets out the blindfold and cigarette. Okay, so the Decepticon says something to the effect of like, oh, this earth isn't yours. The fallen will rise again. And Optimus then just shoots him in the face. Yeah. I, I gotta say that again. Optimus Prime shoots him in the face. That's not my Optimus. Not today. Like, oh. this is... Uh. This Optimus is angry he is angry optimus and uh well here we go now we have two dogs wearing jewelry and uh it's the witwicky's place and sam's off to college and dad's gonna turn his room into something that rhymes with home theater and <laughs> mom's crying because she found his baby shoes so, ron and uh judy for about the first two minutes of their time on screen i was like oh yeah i remember why i liked them mm -hmm. and then oh it just just dives after that but yeah she's got his baby booties um and she's telling him like come home for easter and then come <laughs> home for halloween and then come home for like she wants him to come home every second weekend and uh, apparently she and ron are going on a trip too because she's like hey, judy come on you had to pack more for a one month trip and, like get up the stairs and Take care of that. And then give, he gives her a slap on the ass because yes. this is a Michael Bay movie. And then he, uh, when Sam's disgusted by this, but he's like, uh, it's just like a coach thing, son. It's like, yes, because that's so much more acceptable than touching a consenting <laughs> adult like your wife. Like, uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then to just become an even bigger skeeve, Ron's, they go outside and Ron's like, hey, so why don't you ditch Michaela and, you know, like fuck a bunch of other people at college? Yeah, there's going to be other women there and you're going to be tempted sons you might as well just send her on her way now cut to megan fox's ass yeah pretty much yeah and she's airbrushing a devil onto a gas tank of a motorcycle and uh she's got her phone i guess well she has a little bluetooth thing not and to she, uh, not she to gets... rail on the patriarchy too much but it just this was another thing that pissed me off about this movie is in the last movie admittedly she has a hot wire scene later on but in the last movie she knew cars in this movie she's painting motorcycles like it just everything feels like a downgrade and she's working in a motorcycle shop with a whole lot of makeup on for a job that would involve getting a lot of grease and yeah. coolants and things on you right like so anyway it's michael bay yeah sam gives her a call and they they try to be cute and it's all this I'm going to break up with you. Oh, yeah. She just sounds bored. Did you notice in his bedroom, there's a studio light? 
Like, I, I wonder if that's like a, something they forgot to move out of the way before the shot or 100%. if it was intentional. 100%. Yeah, I, percent. See it. I didn't notice it, but 100%. So she can't join Sam because uh, he wants her to come with uh, him to college on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. And he she says can't there's ju- cheap apartments nearby. Like, no, no, there's not. There are no cheap apartments nearby any university campus anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, to stop. <laughs> but she, she can't go because she is now getting her dad back on his feet. It's, I yep. guess, his garage or he works there. Now, I like them at least acknowledging that bit. Um, and then a piece of the Allspark falls out of Sam's pocket. Yeah, well, it's under the shirt that he had on in, in the other movie. and uh, Yeah, they, they acknowledge that. He picks it up and he has a vision and then the thing just zaps him and then it he drops it. It burns through the floor of his bedroom, down through the ceiling of the kitchen, onto the table, and then all the appliances come to life. Yeah. Oh, and the dogs are humping. Oh. Again. <laughs> So uh, Ron and Judy are outside. They're packing the car and she gets angry because they're they're stressed out. She's like, fuck you. I don't want to go to Paris with you anyway. Yeah. Storms inside. I don't want to go around the corner with you, let alone yeah. to Paris. <laughs> and uh, she storms back inside just as all these little tiny Transformers, I guess Decepticons, get up to Sam's room and like attacks him. They attack yes. him and he has to jump out the window. Climbs out and jumps down and like he and Ron hide behind the fountain because these things are starting to blow up everything in the yard. And Sam yells for Bumblebee who comes through the wall of the garage and transforms like rather than just i'm sure there's a button you could use to open it but anyway he blasts them all and but he destroys half the house in the process and sam tells him get back in the garage but instead of transforming he just crawls back in like yeah that was it was uh, it doesn't make sense um so a bunch of police and firefighters show up uh, oh, and Michaela shows up. Yeah, and, she just drives right uh, past two parked police cars that have the lights on because that's fine. They let you do that. Oh, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, just you walk in and you just say, I'm with them. Yeah. Uh, but Sam gives uh, the shard to Michaela and Judy is losing her shit. Yeah, she's like, Sam, you're going to take that damn psychotic alien with you. And Ron's like, Judy, Judy, calm down. If we just play dumb with these guys it's a matter of national security, right? The government's going to cover this up. Just consider it the start of remodeling. Yeah. So then we go to Sam and Michaela talking to B and for reasons that are never explained, his voice box isn't working anymore. Yeah. Cause he was talking at the end of the last one and uh, Sam's not going to take him with him to college. And for uh, some reason. Michaela says, you know what? I'm just going to wait outside. Then she goes outside and takes her like, biker stuff off that she's wearing and she has a white dress on underneath it so this is where sam has to tell b he's not taking him to college although b was like psyched to go um yes. b- but he's, he says look freshmen can't have cars i've never heard of that before but I've, I've never heard of most of the things that this movie just insists are real <laughs> um so uh he's like you yeah, know i can't come and be like you know Literally puts on the waterworks. Yeah, it's like leaking coolant or something from his eyes. And back outside with Michaela, now she's putting on white and high heels that she brought with her, and she just rips some flowers out of the garden. Yeah, so Sam comes out, and she's there in that little pretty dress and the heels, and she's got flowers, and she's basically, this is the goodbye, and it, here is the in, here is the arc of their relationship. She wants him to say, I love you. He won't. He says he adores her and all this other stuff, or you first, and uh, it just, it, they really beat it to death. But yeah. uh they kiss and he as he leaves and she gets back on her bike and now there's this radio controlled truck that's obviously a transformer starts watching her and then it contacts a familiar voice yes because it, it sees the shard of the cube inside her purse and it tells a decepticon in space who it turns out is soundwave uh, we don't even need to be told it's soundwave because it's just the voice it's frank fucking welker doing the voice it's awesome soundwave acknowledges 
pursue her, retrieve it. So we go back to Earth, and the military returns from Shanghai, somewhere in the Middle East, and uh, the those ice cream truck Autobots. Tra- they they come in and they transform into a green car and a red car, like little hatchback street racers. It's a Chevy Aveo, and I forget what the other thing is, but they're arguing over who gets to be the green one. Like, guys, just scan the fucking thing. You, you can both be that car. Like, it doesn't destroy the original car when you scan it, right? Like, but no, they start fighting. And <laughs> one of them's like, ah, oh, that hurt, man. It's like, it's supposed to hurt. It's an ass kick. And <laughs> that did make me laugh. And they insist they're twins as well. Like, they should be the same color. So here's my question. Uh, which one is Corey, the green one or the red one? Oh, I got no idea. The The green one's real name is Skids and the red one is Mudflap. But uh, I just wrote them down as Corey and Trevor because we don't find out their names until. Well, I think it's written on their um, on their license plates. OK, these are just my, I'm just updating my notes. The green one is Corey and the red one is Trevor. OK, <laughs> uh, so uh, then government guy, guy government shows up and he has the authority to be here because he has a folded piece of paper that he shoves in someone's chest. <laughs> It's like right in their face. Like, man, if that guy needs glasses or anything, all he's going to see is white. He's like, he's not going to be able to read it. Yeah. Uh, and then we go up to space and Soundwave latches onto a U.S. military satellite and he he discovers the location of Nest. Yeah, because he hacks, literally hacks into it with yep. uh, his tentacles and uh, he tunes into Lennox telling his superiors that Optimus wants a word with them, but uh, because of security or reasons, he can't let them see him. And... Uh, Optimus transforms like couldn't he talk without transform anyway it doesn't matter then Epps has this really weird line he's like wow like if, if God made us in his image who made him this like, was okay this was a, a, a line that a writer came up with here's my guess a line that a writer came up with probably <laughs> Kurtzman and it was like that's such a good line everybody's gonna love that line it sounds really deep <laughs> and normally by a fourth or fifth draft, you would cut that out because you're like, that doesn't make sense coming from Epps. Yeah. But this movie That's went into production stupid. so fucking <laughs> fast. They were like writing the first draft draft out as the actors were reading it. So Kurtzman went. <laughs> That's my guess. Yeah. And Optimus reports that there's been six Decepticon encounters this year and they've all been on different continents. So that must mean that the Decepticons are searching for something. And uh, he... he tells the general the message that that last Decepticon they fought said that the the fallen will rise again. And unfortunately, or conveniently, uh, because all of the history of Cybertron was on the cube, I guess, yeah. and that was destroyed, they have no idea who the fallen are. Yeah, well then- Or is? Uh, this, or like, I'm down a soup guy. We find out his name in a bit, but uh, he's like, all right, well, hold on a second. If that thing is gone, then why are the Decepticons still here? Now, that's a valid question. Unfortunately, uh, he becomes our stupidly obvious antagonist mm. because he starts arguing with Optimus like, hey, you you know, you will share your intel with us, but not your tech. Well, we want your tech. And then he also doesn't like that you put out an invitation to other Autobots to just come here because he points to all the car models they have parked nearby, which assumes that when they're not in active service, the Autobots just park in one spot and sit there. They just sit there, yeah. And like, uh, you sent that message out without ever having it vetted by us. And then the general's like, oh, hold on there, sir. I vetted that message. It's like everything Lennox and his company have done has always been beyond reproach. So I said it was fine. And then this is where I... I I really started rolling my eyes hard where he literally says, uh, Galloway is his name, the, yeah. this government guy, literally says, let's talk about what we already know. Yeah. And then he just starts reciting stuff that Megatron's at the bottom of the Laurentian abyss. 
Are you listening, Soundwave? He's <laughs> yeah. under surveillance by sub uh, submarines. Still listening? Also, we have a shard here at its location in a uh, fucking vacuum sealed uh, safe. Did you get all that? Like, it's so... <laughs> He goes on and on. Yeah, and and that is all Soundwave needed to hear. He was listening in, all right, and uh, he lets the Decepticons know where the shard is. It's not just all Soundwave needed to hear. It was exactly what yes. he needed to hear. <laughs> so he's got a little checklist. Check, check, check. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, oh wow. I didn't think you'd tell Ooh. me that, but that perfect. I like this guy. Galloway, superior. Uh, anyway, yeah, he, he tells the Decepticons they've located the shard, and then... Um, we go back to Galloway, who deduces that the only reason the Decepticons are still here is to take out the Autobots. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you guys leave, they'll probably go with you. And if the president makes that choice that he wants you to leave, will you go? And Optimus, without hesitations, like, if that's your choice, then of course we'll do it. But tell your president to consider what would happen if we left and he was wrong. And then we go to college. Oh. It's college days. It's frosh week at campus. Oh, this is just Fucking stupid. And yep. uh, Sam meets his roommates and uh, it's a co-ed dorm. And these guys, it's moving day and they've already got this place wired up. Like, with basically is a computer lab and there's a fucking Mountain Dew machine in the room. Like, there's also a whole right. second room. I, like, I don't know what university this is. Maybe that's an American thing. I don't know, but that's a big room for a couple freshmen. Yeah, well, I guess there's four of them living in this thing. But, because uh, there's two other guys in here too and they have footage of this incident that happened in Shanghai, and uh, apparently these guys know all about the Transformers and the, that the government's trying to cover it up. Also, I gotta say, also, just a really creepy thing. When they walk into this room, the back wall is just covered in Polaroids of random women. Yeah, <laughs> there's that too. What well, the fuck? We, we find out a little later probably what that's from, but, uh, and, but Sam's like, listening to them talk about transformers and he's just like guys that that that's it's fake news it's done with mirrors it's it's fake nope it's it's not real so they're they're posting the shanghai stuff when leo takes sam aside and he basically tells him you work for me now <laughs> yeah stop sucking the mainstream media ball sack you work for me but right in the middle while uh, they're trying to upload this footage from shanghai Another conspiracy nut website does it first. Mm. And apparently this happens all the time. Yeah. So right away, Sam goes out to the RA and he's like, oh, can I get another room? Please, please, <laughs> yeah. please. And she's like, oh, no. she's one of these attitude is everything fucking people like turn that frown upside down. Don't worry, you're going to get along fine. And now his parents are here again. So he introduces them to his, his new roommates. And his mom is as high as a kite on hash brownies she bought from white guys with dreads. You don't see that very often. <laughs> and like refuses to believe they're full of pot when she's told that. And Ron has to start chasing her down and she just slams all the brownies in her mouth. Well, and this is where we find out that apparently these guys hacked a website called like the hottest fucking co-eds 55 some website so all the hot girls would end up in this residence like oh is that uh, okay wow i say i i'm totally missed that line that is that fuck that that's not a writer that's michael bay coming in going hey let me tell you what we should do in this scene what if it was just full of fucking hot girls with great tits i'm gonna go punch a homeless guy in the face hey and here's the reason i never got to the end of this movie until today and now Oh, I'm gonna yeah. need this. Oh boy, yeah. Because here she is. The existence of this—I was gonna say woman, but she's not—is um, just shits in the face of Transformers lore from here on out. But the the super hot blonde, who I got to admit looks kind of creepy and fake, yeah. But she sees Leo and Sam, and Leo's like, "Oh, she's like the hottest ever," <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> 
And and then she like looks at them and walks away. So we establish her. Pretty much, yeah. And outside, Judy's just being a fucking idiot, and she she tackles some kid to get his frisbee. And uh, I, anyway, oh, oh no! Before that, she tells a bunch of just complete strangers about Sam losing his virginity. <laughs> yes, yeah, because they didn't know I was still home. Like, uh, okay, that's because this uh, is this is anyway. what the pot makes you do <laughs> if you smoke the, the marijuana cigarettes. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, Ron picks her up and hauls her off to the car. Pretty much, yeah. And meanwhile, in space, Soundwave launches something towards the military base. And when it lands, this thing has got to be Ravage. I didn't it's even got, need to say that. It's got to be yeah. Ravage. And, and Ravage, if it's not, we're calling him Ravage. Oh, yeah. He jumps over the fence and heads inside the base and then just claws the top off of a pipe, like a vent, I guess, and spits a bajillion tiny ball bearings down inside it. See, here is – this was another thing I liked about this is that they really did a great job at showing how – efficient Decepticon technology is like a weaker, I was going to say a weaker story, but no, because this is a weak story, but (laughs) in a shittier world or shittier writers would have had Ravage just slam his way through security gates and get that information. But the, they at least took the time to say, Hey, these guys basically have the technology that is on par with magic. What can we make them do? And it's a really neat thing they make Ravage do. Yeah. And also if you're going to just beat them over the head to smash into this place you wouldn't send ravage this this guy's stealth right that's that's the whole point of doing this sneaky beaky like but what ravage does is vomits all these ball bearings into the into the base and they are all tiny tiny little transformers yes and they all combine to form this almost two-dimensional being like when it turns sideways you can't see it and then it starts sawing up the glass this cube pieces in and an alarm goes off. And outside, a bunch of nest agents arrive and infiltrate the building, and the shard is gone. Mm-hmm. This thing's hiding in behind some barrels or something. And it attacks him and makes a run for it. And outside, Ravage starts shooting at the buildings. And, like, he's even got the guns on where the G1 Ravage had the guns. That was kind of cool. Uh, and they both escape. It, it, the little uh, thin thing gets out. Ravage gets out, and whoosh, they're gone. And then we cut to Sam and Leo and <sighs> the other two roommates going to a frat party, which is incredibly unrealistic because single guys from other dorms are always welcome at other frat <laughs> houses right especially yeah, when they yeah. show up without girls with them yeah uh, and uh sam tells him look i can't stay for long i gotta get home and get on icq or msn messenger <laughs> whatever we were using in 2009 with michaela well and we cut to michaela setting up her webcam it was in the age of covid where we all zoom and skype it was kind of like quaint to hear her go oh this is my first webcam date i was like (laughs) oh wow and back at school we're still burning down the house and (laughs) sam starts suddenly seeing visions of the transformer language like transformer symbols on a cake he starts drawing them out with the frosting on the table yeah and of course uh blondie sees this yeah the hot girl we saw earlier she's like hey are you okay and uh she knows his name is sam and she wants to dance and he's like uh sorry lady i'm taking that now she doesn't care we're gonna pretend that's not a thing like tonight you're gonna pretend to be my boyfriend and i'm gonna pretend to be your girlfriend yeah okay so again shitting on the writers but any guy any guy who has at least been to college or beyond, if this happened, immediately thinks, okay, she's going to try to kill me. Like, yes, exactly. This doesn't happen in real life. She she wants to kill me or do me horrific harm. Yeah, or rob me blind or something, yeah. She's a serial killer. And uh, back on the West Coast, Michaela's still waiting and uh, Sam's still not online. And 
Now Bumblebee is at the frat party. He showed up too, and he's parked on the lawn. <laughs> yeah. This was kind of a funny scene where a frat guy's like, whose yellow Camaro is outside? And Sam just runs through yeah. the frame. He's like, uh, is that your car? He's like, no, no, it's uh, one of my friends, man. Uh, he just went to go find you a tighter shirt. <laughs> and then the, the fat hanger-on kid in a Michael Bay movie is what I called him. Yeah. Says, yeah. there isn't a tighter shirt. We checked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is classic Michael Bay of just people yelling at each other and they're all sweaty. Uh, so Sam gets in the car and then whoosh, Blondie's in there. She's like, cars make me so fucking hot. Yeah, her first car was also a Camaro Z20. I mean, Z28. Z. Sorry. And Sam is really uncomfortable. Bumblebee keeps playing songs like, oh, you're cheating hurt and super freak, super freak. And, she, and she's like, look, you're, you're not cheating on your girlfriend. Not yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, then B, then B, like, amps it up. He, like, starts whacking the chair around, yeah. smacks her head right into the dashboard, and then somehow sprays lubricant in her face. Yes. And uh, Sam pulls over, and she just starts walking away. And Okay. And then we're at a cemetery. Sam and Bumblebee go to a cemetery to talk to Optimus Prime because, like, for some reason, this should have been called, this movie should have been called Transformers 2. For some reason, yes. because that's why everything happens. And Optimus is standing right in the middle of this place in robot mode in broad daylight. So like, hopefully there's nobody within, I don't know, a mile <laughs> because they're going to see him. But he tells Sam the shard's been stolen and that the government thinks the Autobots brought vengeance upon the Earth and maybe they're right. And he needs Sam to vouch for him. Like, it's, it's not, we need you to save something. It's just, hey, could you go tell the government that we're pretty good guys? <laughs> yeah. The well, opinion yeah. of this one kid Shucks. and even Sam's like, they're not going to listen to me. And like, sorry, man, I I'm out. I've got to move on with my life. And he does. He walks away. Uh, and then Ravage lands on a freight ship <laughs> yeah. somehow. And uh, near a bunch of construction vehicles. And either these already are or Ravage turns them into Decepticons, but they transform behind the cur You don't see them transform, but in robot mode, they all abandoned ship and jump in the water i would bet real money that this was a second unit shot i mean obviously it's because it's there's no main there's no main cast it's not an important thing this was just some uh film crew they hired to get this shot because nobody on the ship reacts they had no, no script they had no <laughs> lines they were just told here's what the shot needs to be pan across we need it to last this long and it needs to be this wide here's like the technical stuff but there's no story attached. So you just, the workers who are in the background as Ravage is running around and then these construction vehicles transform, they're just like moving stuff. Yeah, guy that continues to unload crates when uh, being questioned by homicide detectives, that kind of character. <laughs> Not my job. <laughs> Don't there. need to worry about that. Not my job. <laughs> uh, anyway, the Navy submarines down at the bottom of the ocean there, up at the surface of the ocean there, they uh, recognize them Decepticoins there. Yeah, and these guys get to the bottom of the ocean where Megatron is covered in octopuses and barnacles and shit and and back at the base nest knows there's fuckery afoot near nbe1 and the, the general reminds them how ridiculous it is that they're only finding out about this now like what's down there how did it get there that fast well anyway uh the decepticons they there's some cool shots of them all walking along the the ocean floor um before they find it but they let this little spider bot thing out onto his chest. Yeah, I had to look him up because I thought, oh, hey, it's Frenzy again. But no, it's not Frenzy. It's Scalpel, apparently, is his uh, name. And it, it just says something about how it needs parts. So the Constructicons, I'm guessing that's who they are, 
just kill one of their own. Like, okay, here you go. Here's some parts. That was cool. <laughs> that was actually very cool. Uh, and very quickly, oh, they use the, the, the shard on Megatron. And very quickly, he's alive, he's up, and he flies away. Yep, and the submarine has them on sonar. They're coming up fast, and Megatron slams into the sub so hard, it knocks it out of the water. And then instantly, he is flying near a moon of Saturn. Like, holy shit, that's fast. <laughs> yeah, he is. This movie is full of like, uh, you know, okay, scramble the jets and get them launched. And then 20 seconds later, <laughs> yeah. they're you know, from an aircraft carrier, they're in the middle of the desert. Yeah, because yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it's that quick just to get a like an F-22 in the air. Uh, however, <laughs> we do here on our moon of Saturn get a pretty, I don't know if I liked it or didn't, it, Starscream shows up and he's groveling appropriately and Megatron treats him like shit, but you don't get the conniving trickster. No, he basically says like, I, I didn't have many options and in your absence, I took command and uh, Megatron just slams him into this. I wrote it down as alien sack thing. And this half formed Decepticon falls out of it with all this creepy glue. But yeah. uh, Megatron tells his master that he's failed. And it turns out it's the transformer that attacked the humans 17,000 years ago. Yeah. Which is one of the fallen. Megatron, no, or no, this master, the Fallen, tells Megatron, hey, the AllSpark or all the information on it or whatever MacGuffin this movie has created yeah. is in the head of Sam Witwicky. Yeah, it, the information it had in it can't be destroyed. That was just a vessel. It can't be destroyed, only transformed, and it's now in the head of the human child. And it uh, turns out this Fallen creature was betrayed by the Primes thousands of years ago, and only a Prime can kill him because, of course... And only one remains, so it's just about time for his revenge. And then Starscream says, Ah, oh, we're going to need more energy if we want to keep incubating the Decepticon. <laughs> and back at school, it's the classroom scene from the first Raiders of the Lost Ark all over again. And what the Sam starts having with this a majorly badass trip or whatever. The, the I got to mention the professor played by Rain Wilson. I'm not a huge fan of, but he plays a douchebag really well, except for some reason there's like this row of like the, the hot Michael Bay girls who just <laughs> look like they want to lick his boot heels. Pretty much. And and it also turns out that the dean of the university is in this classroom. And he, this, yeah. this is how he of behaves course, when of course. the fucking dean is there. But, uh, and so is the president yeah. of the United States and the pope <laughs> and uh, Michaela's parents, who Sam's never met before. Yeah. But uh, Sam, he's freaking the fuck out here. And he just starts flipping through his textbook and reads the entire thing in just a few seconds and he puts his hand up and uh because he wants to tell the class that einstein was wrong yeah he writes a bunch of he grabs a chalkboard writes a bunch of we don't see him writing stuff and he spins it around and of course it's cybertronian and he starts Autobot having science. almost a seizure and um well it's like that he, episode of uh transformers prime where bulkhead starts doing this he just starts of. writing all this shit out uh but then rain wilson the professor is like Listen, asshole, I'm the big dog here. I'm the alpha dog. I will fuck you up. Well, yeah. Something to that effect. In front of the Dean. And yeah, no one uh, punks kicks me, out. so get out. Yeah. And now Michaela's coming home, and she pets the dog. And this little RC truck is still here, and it transforms to hide from the dog. <laughs> and conveniently, Sam calls her right at that moment to tell her, uh, hey, I'm seeing these weird Cybertronian symbols and I think it happened because I touched the shard. Where is the shard? And she's like, don't worry, Sam. It's it's still here. It's in the shop safe. It's like, but she never mentions what it is that she's talking about. But this toy truck thing figures out that it's the shard and that this thing this earth object is called a safe and starts to try to get into it. Well, he doesn't just try to get into it, Paul, because first he steps on a mouse trap. 
And then he steps on something sticky, and let me tell you, Paul, yucks ensue. <laughs> well, especially since before that, he's like, yeah, you're hot, but you're not very bright. And then yeah. he's like, starts tripping on all this shit. And the dog looks at him. He's like, hey, what are you looking at, slobber puss? <laughs> in, the, in the end, Michaela ends up like grabbing him with a pair of big tongs of some kind and like blow torches his eye out to get information out of him yeah it's like that fucking scene in hostel basically and, uh, <laughs> and this this thing is just a fucking cartoon it tells her it uh, needs the shard and she shoves it in a toolbox and tells sam she's flying out tonight and we'll we'll see you in a bit so then sam runs into his room and starts painting all the cybertronian symbols on the wall because they have paint there yes. um and there, he paints on a bad boy two's post bad boys two poster don't Michael Bay, don't do that. Oh, was that don't what it is? Put up, it's a Michael Bay. Michael Bay, don't do that. <laughs> and meanwhile, the Autobots are in a hurry going somewhere, and uh, the army knows there are Decepticons mobilizing on the East Coast, and Lennox orders them, all right, boys, pack your shit, we're heading out. And this is as far as I ever got with this movie until today, because now Hot Girl is heading to Sam's room, and leo tries to woo her with a pizza it's like yeah it's got all the dead animals on it unless you're a vegetarian because so am i it's like oh, oh i think i should i didn't mention that at the beginning this is the first transformers movie we're reviewing that i haven't seen i think i saw the first like i saw little pieces of it here and there but i this was all new to me so oh yeah. i didn't know you hadn't seen this before yeah this is as far as i ever got with it until today because I actually rage shut it off in this next scene. <laughs> so yeah, this is when Leo tries to woo Blondie with pizza and she just wants to know where Sam is. Uh, so they go to the room where Sam is. And meanwhile, uh, she starts putting the moves on him. But meanwhile, Michaela is outside getting out of the taxi and she's outside his dorm. And now uh, I guess this girl's name is Alice. I don't know if they ever mentioned it, but uh, it's Blondie. Yeah, she's got Sam on the bed and she's lying on top of him. And this tentacle transforms and comes out from under her dress and it's a like mechanical tentacle and it's about like a, to like a tail dab Sam with it. But uh, she hears the door rattling and sneaky beaky puts it back away and Michaela opens the door. And of course, Michaela sees Blondie and Sam kissing and Sam's like, oh, that's my girlfriend. And Michaela's like X and then <laughs> yep. walks away. So Sam goes to run to get Michaela and then Blondie's her tongue is a tentacle, too. And it like as soon as it goes out, of course, it's like drool everywhere yeah pretty much which starts an ongoing thing of like autobots and decepticons having goo inside of them but <laughs> yeah. um it wraps around sam's neck and starts whipping him around the room because he is a cartoon and he cannot get hurt pretty much and michaela hears all this racket and she runs back and throws the box with the truck thing in it at the blondie and uh they run for it and because she sees what's going on here and uh then Alice transforms into her full Decepticon form. And this is what I was referring to earlier, where it like shits on all Star Trek canon, because if the if the Decepticons can make a perfect looking human or sorry, if they can make a human that is passable, but still looks kind of fake, um, then why are they fucking around with like just create, you know, recreate all the world leaders, take over the world. Boom, you're done. Find the shard. Go home. Fuck. <laughs> Save everybody some time. Really? But uh, yeah, the. The, everybody runs out of this dorm because now this thing's chasing them and they hide out in the library and Michaela's like, gee, it's glad you were so faithful, Sam. And, and Sam just tells her the truth. He's like, look, she was, you know, coming on to me here. I was trying to get away. 
Uh, she's not buying it, though. Yeah, she, she actually breaks up with him. Uh, although, not really. Uh, and then Blondietron arrives, and she opens fire, blows up a bunch of books. And again, this is when it, it is a good movie. When there are explosions, and it's insane action, mm. and everybody's screaming and running, it looks great. Well, especially with the running, because up till this point, you see Michaela running, and she's wearing like four-inch stiletto heels. Now she's carrying her shoes, so I wonder if Megan Fox is like, that last scene, just I just broke my fucking ankle, so no, I'm carrying them. Uh, yeah. Or if it was, they actually... Makes sense for her to take him off when she's running. <laughs> a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. Uh, either way, Blonditron blows a hole in the wall and the kids, I keep saying kids because they're in, I'm making quote signs here, they're in college. <laughs> they're not 32. <laughs> um, but they run through that hole in the wall. Yeah, and uh, now that box that had the Decepticon in it is outside for some reason. So for they grab some that reason. and they all jump in a car Michaela hops in the driver's seat and she hot wires the thing and Leo's like you can hot wire a car that's so hot and then Blondie attacks the car yep jumps on the hood but uh, Michaela basically just after there's a lot of skidding around and this thing's swiping at them but Michaela slams the car into a street light crushing this thing and she's like kiss this bitch and they're all fine head-on collision with a light post they're all fine and the kill the transformer impact that would kill a transformer humans are fine yep and the car it's fine too well it's got a big dent in it but still drives but now a helicopter flies in and grabs it with a grappling hook thing and starts to fly off with it and sam falls out and there's oh what's going to happen but he manages to hang on and climb back in and uh, the helicopter drops them the car through the roof of some industrial building and it lands nose first but the airbags go off so they're fine oh yeah they're all They're fine. fine. I, you know what else? This scene made me realize I'm all, I'm a huge uh, Jamie Lee Curtis fan in Halloween. I think Sam may be now the greatest scream queen of all time because <laughs> this boy screams his head off throughout this movie. Mm. But uh, then the, some Decepticon cuts the car in half. It falls in two. And uh, look at Starscream. And it starts, oh yeah, and Starscream's there facing, it's like spitting on, again, more goo and stuff but he's mm. spitting on sam as he's talking and megatron's here too and megatron asks him hey you remember me and just throws him across the room on his tailbone he's but... fine it's fine sam sam is a cartoon yeah and megatron's gonna kill him as slowly as i fucking can but first we need to get something and uh scalpel i guess his name is transforms yeah. and climbs onto sam's chest and starts like digging around in his nose i would have loved to be on set and see what they were doing with with uh, shia labeouf's mouth they must have had just something hooked to his lip yeah so they could like pull around like and, Mr. as he's <laughs> trying to talk and then they just put uh, scalpel in there but then scalpel has like somebody flies in this squid thing and it goes down sam's throat and, and then you see these tentacles come out sam's nose and uh and whatever it did in there, I guess it worked because when it comes back out and connects to Scalpel, uh, it, Scalpel starts projecting science on the wall. Which is apparently what's going to lead them to more Energon that they need for the uh, baby sacks. Uh, but then the Autobots arrive, yeah. Optimus and Bumblebee. And the, the Transformers start fighting and the humans run for it. And Prime has two guns going now and he blasts Starscream through one wall and Megatron through the other. And uh, Megatron transforms and drives off even though he can transform into something yeah. that can fly to yeah. Titan in yeah. a matter of seconds. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you just fly? But Optimus and Bumblebee give chase, and for some reason, the humans are coming with. I mean, maybe it's to get away from Starscream. Like, yeah, uh, but what we get is Michaela and Leo and B, and Sam gets an Optimus, and Sam and Optimus drive out to the forest. Yeah, they're in the middle of the woods now, and uh, they transform. Sam runs for it. And uh, Optimus and Megatron start slugging it out, and Optimus smashes one with an uprooted tree. Yeah, I did, I did like the look of this. It makes no sense as to why they're suddenly 
in the forest, mm. but seeing the Transformers fight in such a natural setting and like using trees as clubs, I kind of like that. Starscream did that in the cartoon. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> a little throwback to that. And uh, then Starscream and Ivan down as Blackout. I don't think that is him. I think Blackout was killed in the first movie, but I think some he was, but I wrote it down as Blackout as well. Yeah, they fly in and they chase after Sam, but Optimus lays into them too. So now it's the Optimus against the three Decepticons. And boy, howdy, does he hold himself for a while. Oh, he kicks yeah. some serious ass. And at one point, Megatron tells Optimus, like, there's Energon hidden on this planet and that boy can lead us to it. Isn't the survival of our race worth the price of one human? And Optimus is like, you'll never stop at one and gets the swords out and literally starts taking them apart. Oh, it is really good action, but it doesn't last too long because eventually the Decepticons uh, gang up on him and they kick him down to his knees, but he summons his strength and gets back up. Yeah, and then he manages to take out Starscream and the helicopter, but then Megatron gets him from behind. He doesn't and... just take out Blackout. I'm going to call him Blackout. He rips his face apart yes <laughs> I saw the, there's like, a whoa. thing with faces in this movie yeah because someone else gets it later yeah but uh, megatron takes optimus down and back on titan the the fallen his eyes light up and he stands up and he's like ah the last prime is dead time to move to phase two of the revenge and we have a close-up on optimus telling to sam one boy and sam does and then the autobots conveniently he runs to the autobots who they hold off the Decepticons who are moving on them, uh, but they do fall back. Yep, and on a plane somewhere, doesn't tell us where, uh, Lennox gets, uh, Major Lennox gets the bad news. Like the, You don't hear what the guy on the phone's saying, but it's obvious that he's telling them Brian is dead. Well, here we are at the midpoint of Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. We're going to be putting this into a two-part episode just to get you guys through till we come out with GoBots, which by now you know we're doing. (laughs) Uh, So uh, if you want to see something else you could probably have guessed and predicted, you can find us on Twitter. (laughs) I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at PMacPherson1. Yeah, make sure you rate and review the show in your podcast app, whatever it is you're listening to us with, and uh, tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on train. Transform it. See you then.